Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to mourn the loss of those no longer with us. My brother. My grandpa's foot. My custody case. My wedding dress. My father. My brother's virginity. My diet. Faith's marriage. My 20s. The five-year tension between Sarah and Janie. Please join us in a moment of silence. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello, friends. It's been a minute. A long, a long six months. Oh, uh, lots happened. Yeah, clearly a lot. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Everyone's dead. <laughs> it's not funny. Don't laugh. No, death is not funny. No, it's sad. Until you've had enough <laughs> death. <laughs> that it's it's like a coping mechanism. It's trauma. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Well, Alex, um, what's been going on? Yeah, a lot a lot has happened in these past six months, and Taylor and I are very aware that we've been uh, quite MIA um, during that time, and it's just been a whirlwind. We've both had a lot of personal stuff going on, yeah. Um, some that has required us to leave state, some that has just overwhelmed, you know, our free time, and and uh, it, it's been a lot. It's been a lot, a lot going on. Well, uh, let's let's start at the top, shall we? <laughs> um, so. I do know that it was it during or shortly after we stopped recording that your brother passed away. It it was shortly after, I okay. believe. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Sean. Um, it was very sad. It was very sudden. It wasn't expected. Uh, he unfortunately didn't get to leave the state for that one. Right. He's in Texas. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, that hurt. Pour one out for Sean. Yeah, pour one out for the homie. We uh, got a lot of pouring out to do. This a, lot of pour, a lot of pouring out to yeah. So grab a drink that you don't care about uh, pouring out and uh, <laughs> preferably non-alcoholic. Yeah, prefer. Well, I mean, I would never pour out alcohol. Oh, okay. Sorry, I can't. I can't mean, like. unless it's for like, yeah, no, I would never. <laughs> I would never. Do that. <laughs> so no, no, no. I can't okay. think of an instance. Um. All right. Well, then, and, and I I touched on this in one of the episodes, but uh, my grandpa did um, end up losing. Um, his foot mostly actually really his entire leg from his um, knee down uh, due to a blood clot. So I had to travel um, to Sacramento twice. I went Mm -hmm. um, once for the first amputation um, and then that one didn't heal properly. So I ended up going back just to to help him out um, for the healing process after the second amputation. Um, And that was, that was pretty dramatic, but I will say that I'm very proud of him for how well he's been handling that like he very much makes joke I think he wore a shirt to my rehearsal dinner that said I'm on my last leg like it just yeah yeah. absolutely I walked right up to him and I was like Taylor knew I'd know (laughs) how to figure out which one you are hi I'm Alex (laughs) (laughs) what gave it away (laughs) yeah um and so okay and then um your 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 father passed away uh he, he did. That was a little bit more recent, um, but also a little less unexpected. He mm-hmm. has had Parkinson's for quite a few years. He's been in and out of an assisted living home, um, in and out of the hospital. It, it's just been a minute coming, and as sad as it is, I'm 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 grateful that he's no longer in pain and yeah. hopefully at peace. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? My wedding dress. Um, <laughs> Trash. Well, thank you, Andrew. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we, we did finally have our wedding. It's done. It's over. Um, it was a great time. Uh, but that, I mean, that obviously took up a ton of my, I feel like it was just, just a, a, a lot of freaking excuses for where we've been. Um, but the, the wedding's done. That took up literally the last entire year of my life. Um, but it was, it was everything I expected it to be. 
um, and more. It was beautiful. Thank you. No, it was a very beautiful wedding. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad because it was a lot of work. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, I definitely hire a wedding planner. Do not recommend doing it without one. Now I know, but it's fine. Um, But uh, yeah, and it was. Get them on the next one, champ. Yeah. (laughs) Next time. Next time it'll be better. Um, But no, so I, uh, yeah, just it was a great time. And um, my wedding dress, though, uh, suffered suffered the consequences of that evening because I just wanted to dance. Um, and my bustle ended up not, <laughs> my bustle ended up not, um, bustling correctly. And so that dress needs some tender love and care. Yeah. Well, and being an outdoor wedding and mm-hmm. just, yeah, 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 quite a bit. But like I said, you got 20 years before you have to worry about cleaning it. Yeah. 20 plus. If, right. Well, let's say like 25 because Aiden doesn't need to get married any, a moment sooner. No, no dating till she's married. Yeah, exactly. 27 is <laughs> a good age to, to start dating. Oh, boy. What else? What else? What else? My custody case. Oof. Yeah. I, I want to tiptoe around that one a little bit. Maybe we circle back to it because it's yeah, heavy. That's a heavy, that's a heavy topic. Let's, yeah. let's lighten the mood a little bit. What else is on there? My 20s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, RIP. I'm 30 now. Gross. Oof. Gross. It is pretty gross. I, like, I'm not going to lie. I don't look at you the same anymore. I, yeah, no. I know the I... bag's under my eye. <laughs> <laughs> They're atrocious. I couldn't find it. It's been so long. I couldn't find the freaking pen. Um, I think your bags are beautiful. They're designer. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Gucci. Uh, Gucci. Uh, more Louis. I feel like they're a little more Louis. Gucci's still trash. This this is a new day Target brand at best. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> at best. Plug. Um, <laughs> These bags sponsored by Target. <laughs> Target. You're home away from home. Yeah. Um, well, your yes, and and uh, your surprise party was nothing short of. Um... <laughs> can we can we walk through the surprise party? Yeah, for a yeah. So, of course. so one, I want to give a quick shout out to my boyfriend Mantle. Which side note, real quick, yeah, because you had mentioned Cheney earlier. Mm-hmm. It's impossibly hard for our listeners to distinguish between one Andrew and another. You've met one, you met them all. Yeah, all Andrews are the same, basically. <laughs> so, from my experience, yeah. Oh yeah. So, so moving forward, yeah, get you an Andrew. <laughs> get you an Andrew, man. <laughs> They're the best. So moving forward, uh, Taylor will refer to her husband as Cheney and my boyfriend as Mantle. Yes. Just just for clarification purposes. But yes, so so Mantle put on this beautiful surprise party for me. Um, I'm, I'll start by saying I'm almost never genuinely surprised. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a toxic overthinker mm-hmm. and, you know, if something isn't right, it's got to be like right, right there at the tip. I can find it. I just need to like dig deeper. And yeah, I, I didn't ruin the surprise for myself, but I definitely caught a whiff of kind of what was going on. At what point? Because I have everybody's location. Oh, that's right. So I can see that people were either at the cosmopolitan or their location was conveniently off uh no so uh i didn't know exactly what was happening right um so there was still a genuine surprise factor i just knew something was up it wasn't just a a cute date night to to cosmo for dinner which sucks because i literally told uh, i told amy on the way there i was like hey turn your turn your location off and then she did great yeah and then we and then we got to Cosmo and we're sitting there and we're talking to Jordan your brother the not dead brother the not dead brother yeah and he's like he's like talking and I was talking about how we turned our locations off and he's like oh she has my location but she never checks it and I was like turn it you off psycho. <laughs> it's fucking four and you've been here for an hour yeah no I saw Jordan at Cosmo at like two o'clock or something and I'm like okay guy oh, but he no. never left and then his conveniently went off so again when I found out that you know, dinner was at the Cosmo. I was truthfully expecting to walk into a large boardroom of, you know, individuals in a private room or something for yeah. dinner. No. Um, I showed up to a table for two, <laughs> just me and Mantle. And you're like, what um, the fuck is yeah. happening? Where is everybody? We're all my you're like looking under the table. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing. Just uh, checking my um, vagina. <laughs> and it's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair in that dress. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and then after that happened, uh, he said that there was something else planned. Um, We were going to go up to the room real quick and, you know, change or get comfy or or whatever we were doing there. Maybe checking in, dropping our stuff off. I don't remember what he, what lie he told me. Right. Uh, But we go to get into the hotel room. (laughs) This is so fucking funny. And the fucking door's locked. 
So now he's like uh, fumbling and he's like, kind of odd that uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't know how to, you know, maybe we should call a housekeeping. Like, and I'm just kind of looking at him like, okay. And then all of a sudden you kind of hear on the other side, somebody unlocking the door and it's pitch black. All the lights are off in this hotel room. Which never happens. No, Jeez. not when you first enter a room. Even in the middle of the day, they have a light on yeah. for you. Uh, and my brother is on the other side of the door. <laughs> not the threesome I had planned or expected, but I was like, all right, let's roll with You're this. You're like, You're like, I'm down, whatever, it's fine. I, I was going to say, it, it, when, when in Rome, in the moment, I mean. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, we ended up walking down this long hall. Um, a lot of my really close, important friends and family were there, mm-hmm. and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, everybody made it a really good time. Yeah. Had a blast. I'm, so. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. It, I And the turnout was great. I, I'm glad that some people were able to attend, mm-hmm. um, such as Sarah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I want to circle back to Sarah and uh, and Cheney there. Yeah. Uh, uh, without... Um, Without divulging too much, I guess. So, um, sh- this this nice young lady named Cunty um, was with with Cheney prior to us being together, and um, had an affair <laughs> with Sarah. Am I allowed to talk about this on here? Am I going to get a, a letter? Should I cease and desist and invoke my Fifth Amendment rights? <laughs> this episode's all about Fifth Amendment. And First Amendment. Yeah. Go off, sis. Okay. Well, freedom of speech. So, yeah. Um, And so, Sarah. You have the right to remain silent, but you do you, boo. Yeah. So, Sarah and, and Cheney have had some tension because of that for uh, the last five years. Yeah. So, so they're, and I, I don't want to say too much either, but I guess there was a friendship there. Yeah. And that friendship got tarnished because uh, somebody crossed a line with somebody's girlfriend mm-hmm. and... Well, it takes two. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, but let's not let her get off the hook here. But it's fine. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> she's out of the picture mm-hmm. um, in both of their lives, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that they're cordial or friends by any means, but the fact that both of them were capable of putting their animosity or hard feelings or just hatred uh, who who knows yeah. what whatever is going through both of their minds respectfully about the other individual i'm glad that they were able to come together and put that aside for, for you. me mm-hmm. yeah no officially thanks guys <laughs> well no and it was so funny seeing your face because you did such a hard double take like when you I, like yeah. recognize that they were both in the same room you're like what well because <laughs> i mean you walk into a room of people and you're like yeah i expect you i expect you and then all of a sudden i'm like sarah <laughs> which side note everybody sarah is code name for uh a male. Uh, yes. We just don't call him. It was him. not. An- <laughs> yeah, we don't call him his name. We call him Sarah, just so that we know exactly who we're talking about. Yes, so, yes. yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really glad you had a good time. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed helping Mantle with that. Um, and I, I'm i glad that, that you had a good time and that you got to celebrate your 30th birthday with all the people that matter. Yeah. Except for your sister because she fell asleep, which is not her fault. My sister. Uh, Stacy, she was supposed to be on FaceTime, and she. Uh, well, and she also had a plane ticket to come out and see me. She for that did, birthday, but then, and then my fucking dad died. Yeah, fucking everything and up, Mike. That's what I'm saying. Like, Mike, right? Michael. Yes. Michael. Mike. Michael. Michael. Yeah. Michael. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. That's a name we knew him by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but um, yeah, again, really glad that you had a good birthday, and that were, like everybody was able to to pitch in and, and do that for you, and yeah enjoyed it it was it was awesome yeah no it was beautiful and i appreciate it so thank you mantle love you yeah thanks <laughs> so let's actually really touch on um the the reason i, I want to touch on the custody case just very quickly just because i know that um that's something that and i'm going to try not to like get emotional here but that's something that has has been um at the forefront of your life since <clears throat> january Probably the most traumatic thing yeah. I've gone to, gone through, excuse me, um, ever. And I, I don't want to start crying right now either. I don't want to get emotional. And I really don't want to get into too much detail. Uh, <laughs> just pick your baby daddy's wisely. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You know, I, it's, I have a lot of things I want to say <laughs> to specific people, to people as a whole, and 
I'm as confident as I can be that that day will come mm-hmm. where I can tell my side in whatever setting it's appropriate um, and go into detail. Yeah. Uh, this podcast ain't it. <laughs> but but <laughs> I can talk on... I want to see your very... manager because I feel like there's a workaround here. I feel like we can... The terms and conditions. Yeah. Uh, First Amendment, freedom of speech, religion, assembly, press. Yeah, petitioning and speech. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That falls All the it. things. Yeah. It's line like line item 48 or something. Anyway, um, <laughs> but so to kind of like not make it like such a light topic, uh, I can say from my perspective, um, God, this is going to get emotional. Watching you go through that and I, I know you had your moments, which again, like, I, I truly believe you handled everything with the utmost grace, um, especially when your character is literally getting destroyed on an almost daily basis for months on end. Um, but I also think that the fact that you were able to hide it so eloquently and if you didn't know, you didn't know. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's something that like I think had me, helped me gain a lot of respect for you. Um well, and you know, I, I will go back to a quick moment uh, that just dawned on me where Elena was probably, God, I don't know, four months old at most. And I remember I was on FaceTime with Sarah, mm-hmm. actually, and I was basically fetal position crying on my kitchen floor and begging him to get me out of um, what what I didn't feel was a a safe or um, healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at Elena in that moment and she just looked very confused. Obviously she, I mean, she's four months old, but the confusion on her face kind of embedded itself into my brain. And I, I will never forget that look on her where she just realized like, okay, I've never seen mom cry like that. I've never seen her hurt like that. I don't understand this emotion, but I'm not okay with it. And it, it just dawned on me that she's watching all yeah. the time, whether she's comprehending or not, uh, and whether she'll ever remember it or not. She She's definitely watching. So, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time crying behind closed doors or after she went to bed. Just, yeah, it's a lot. And, and I can go into detail with some people about the things that happened, and um, I, I think in time everything will play out as it should. And I, I also think, well, yeah, I agree. And I also think too, like it's, it's worth noting that, and it sucks because like, we really can't go into detail. And I know like, you know, the listeners are probably like, well, like what happened? And again, like, I'm sure that day will come where, you know, you're able to fully tell your story without feeling like there would be any repercussions. Um, but uh, number one, the, mo- the most important thing is that Elena is happy. Um, yes. and she's, you know, well taken care of. And that, that's, that's number one. Number two, um, is that again, like, you know, unfortunately for listeners, like, yeah, it sucks that you, you have no idea what happened. And I mean, you could probably like guess, you know, um, but obviously you don't know the full truth, but it also is worth noting that there was a lot of things that you're probably like, where, but there are a lot of things that we had to tread carefully about on this podcast because <laughs> of the, the court case again, where, but there were, trust me. Um, and so, um, quick little hiatus after, uh, first hearing where we were like, you know what, maybe we'll, we'll yeah. sidebar the podcast for a minute. Just, and just for back. a minute. Yeah. Um, just so that we can make sure that this is all good and gravy and that there's, nothing that we can't talk about, which obviously now the only thing that's off limits is, is the court case and not so much your character. Yeah. And, and again, I, I don't have a problem speaking at a high level. I want to be mindful of what I put out there and what Mm -hmm. I have to say, because I have a lot to say Yeah, and I don't want a bit of it to become misinterpreted or for there to be bits and pieces that, you know, you hear on this podcast and you don't have the full story behind, uh, you know, you lack context. I, I'll, I'll be able to share my story one yeah. day. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you got a lot, lot to, to say. say. <laughs> I have a lot to say. Um, uh, okay. So, and, and talking, so just to segue really quickly, talking about your court case, um, there was a lot of things that from an outside perspective, because I, was probably more involved than I should have been um, emotionally and um, just like being invested in it. Um, there were a lot of things that obviously like I noticed and I saw that, you know, really 
pissed me the fuck off. Um, obviously, like again, from now I know it pissed you off, but from me, from an outside perspective, like and there are even moments, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this. There are even moments where you're sitting there giving people the benefit of the doubt, who I personally didn't believe deserved it, and I'm literally like sitting there mentally shaking you, going, "What? Like, no, you know." Um, but yeah, it, it what if you want to be honest, what this really showed me, and you can tell me if you want me to to not say this, and I won't. But what this your court case really showed me is how insanely fucked up our ju- judicial system is <laughs> no no uh, yeah it, it yeah, yes it, it's it beyond and <laughs> I say that so delicately and so passionately at the same time because what the absolute fuck yeah uh, I mean again so I I thoroughly believe that somebody from an outside perspective or somebody who gets some type of interest in this case at some point may be able to take a second look and and question certain outcomes or certain decisions. Um, and I could be incorrect by mm-hmm. all means. This was the first time I've ever retained a lawyer. This, you know, the first time I've ever done any of this. And uh, I wish I had retained a lawyer that kept my best interest foremost. Or, or at I the forefront say, of her mind. Yeah, yeah. In front of mind. Um, and really, or maybe even remembered who her fucking client was at any given point in time. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I can say no. whatever I fucking want. Like, <laughs> So I'll be looking for a new lawyer. <laughs> um, so, and, and again, like, I'm going to say this delicately. It bothers me not necessarily for Elena specifically. Um, it bothers me for the cases that are much worse 100% than yours 100%. and that this is the judicial system that we're looking at and I feel bad and I'm just I'm gonna preface this really quickly this is not going to be the light and funny podcast like in the beginning that you guys are used to so if you don't I shouldn't say this but if you don't want to listen to this like skip ahead uh-huh. um but um it, I feel like because we've been gone so long and there is some stuff that needs to be touched on um it it is baffling to me that you probably do have kids that are in a much shittier position than Elena and your and you were in um, in the system. And if this is the same court system that is making decisions on their behalf, it's pretty fucking gross. It's pretty disgusting. I I mean, and I'm not just saying that because of how it turned out. I'm saying that just overall. Overall, yeah. it was, no. I, yeah. Well, and there there are cases here of individuals that you know mantle and my brother went to high school with, and you know where God forbid, like th- their outcomes are far more severe, and you know ultimately result resulted in you know a child's death because of the judicial system doing mm-hmm. some family wrong. So so again, thank God that my case was nowhere near that far on the spectrum. Right. But in that same breath, that doesn't mean that you'd get to disregard my case. No, not at all. And and that's probably what hurt the worst because I I wrote pages with dates, mm-hmm. times, pictures, recollections. I had 30, give or take, 30 individuals who wrote out a character reference on me defending my sense of humor defending mm-hmm. me as a, a mom um which really uh, I mean thank god for those 30 plus people but at the same time I, I I'm just shocked that for a child who at the time under two years old and is not able to form a sentence mm-hmm. and express fear need desire um, harm, you know, and I have to blindly hope for the best. Mm-hmm. I I just have such a hard problem with that, and I, it's just heavy all, yeah. all around. I, I'm 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 trying to tiptoe here. Still, I know. But yeah, it's <laughs> I I just have to hope that everything plays out the way it's intended to. I, and, and I am a strong believer, and everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And maybe this was the trauma I needed to put me at my peak funny. Yeah, no, I, I think I think so. Yeah, I think I think the case is what really brought it out. I think my dad, my mom, my brother's death are all like nice little sprinkles, sprinkles. on top. I, uh, what color do you think they are? Black. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, yes, and and um. 
But I do think, again, and I've said this before, I think on the podcast, but I think one of the most beautiful things to come out of this, well, maybe the only beautiful thing to come out of this whole thing, um, is that you've actually gotten the opportunity to come into yourself and, and who you were and not the suppressed version of you. No. Uh, well, yeah. So leaving my, what I'll call a toxic environment and getting to a point where I came to terms with things. I, I cried. I laughed. I was angry. I, I did so much healing um, from the place I came from that I am so genuinely and unapologetically me now mm-hmm. that, you know, even I can see it, that yeah. I, I was such a shell of a human for about three years that nobody knew who I was. And, you know, just just a quick <laughs> throw it out there. Um, you know, Elena's father and I hung out, obviously, during that three years. And I, after we had broken up, went and saw one of his best friends a couple times um, so he could maintain a relationship with Elena and, you know, his mom and whatnot. And the first time I hung out with him, and now this is his best friend, he had no idea I had a sense of humor. Which blows my mind but, because that's the first thing I think anyone, anyone notices about you. Yeah. yeah. So this was somebody that we hung out with regularly. Can you imagine, you know, their surprise <laughs> realizing <laughs> that, wow, this, this girl has a personality and a sense of humor yeah. and a voice. And, you know, she, she has her own identity, which, which I'm proud of now and I'm happy to have. And, you know, uh, silver lining, um, it's not ideal for me personally, but Elena is with her father about half the time right now and it gives me an opportunity to have a life as well I mm-hmm. mean it, it, I did it by myself for so many weeks upon months uh, and when I say by myself I mean you know my mom has passed away my my brother's as helpful as he possibly can be within his limits and reason and it you know Taylor thank God for you and thank Aww. God for Brandy and all of my other friends who were capable to watch Elena and rise to the occasion, you know, when, when I was that friend in need, um, right, right now I get a break. Yeah. I get a moment to myself that I never had. And I, I was definitely at a breaking point of just how do I balance, you know, a full-time job and working from home and taking care of a child without, you know, my mom to give me advice. And it, it just, it was a lot. Um, so now I feel like having a little bit of a break, has made me a better parent. Oh, 100%. More, more attentive, more, you know, I, I come back to her with a clear mind mm-hmm. and, and with goals. And I'm ready to have that break that a lot of people in, you know, a relationship get when their spouse comes home and they can relieve each other. Um, I wasn't getting that. So silver lining, there have been some, I suppose, good things to, to come out of all this. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And I think, again, I think that's a, b- a big reason why you were able to, to get your, get back to you. Um, so no, I'm, bro, I'm funny as fuck right now <laughs> <laughs> with all the added, uh, the, the, the black sprinkles on top. Yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been a wild fucking ride. Um, so, and, and just to go off of that, obviously there's been a lot happening, um, in the world, um, especially in regards to, the judicial system, um, also toxic relationships, like in regards to Gabby Petito, mm-hmm. um, which very sad. And I kind of wish we had recorded a podcast at that point in time, but um, I'm going to move on from that because what I do want to talk about really quickly, and I, and I, I just want to touch lightly on this because um, I don't want this to be a political episode. Um, but obviously today, since it's Friday, the 19th, um, <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, – acquitted of all charges today yes, and not guilty. not guilty. And I've seen a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of social media. I want to preface with what I'm about to say with, I, because the wedding's over, have no life. Okay. <laughs> so I have spent the last, the better half of the last two weeks live streaming the court case every fucking day it's on. And um, I, I'm actually going to put them out there. This is like a plug for them. Uh, Rakita Media, R-E-K-I-E-T-A um, Media or Rakita Law. Um, this guy, his name's Nick Rakita. Um, he basically gathered like a panel of lawyers. It was like 10 lawyers at, at most during this trial. And they all were live streaming the trial. But they were streaming basically a panel of, of just discussing 
like mm. what was going on, like discussion of while it was happening. So, you know, you've got an objection and they're talking about it or they're saying object, object. Like, you know, yeah, and it was say very, something. Do yeah, something. say something. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. And I'm full heartedly went into this case thinking um, that he was guilty because I didn't really know that much about it. You know, and you know that I like to watch Senate hearings, um, judicial hearings all the time in my free time just to know what's going on. Cause I like to have the facts. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, watching this and, and my mind absolutely changed about if it was murder or self-defense throughout watching this trial. And again, this has consumed my life for the last two weeks. Like this is, I've lived, what is it? Breathed, lived, breathed, eaten, but I don't know, whatever this, this entire case. Um, so today, obviously I got emotional when they're reading the verdict. Cause again, this is, I'm invested. Yeah. Um, what I am going to say is. And I, I've said this before, maybe not on here. It is your duty as a citizen of this country to know the facts behind what you are posting. Because watching the media shitstorm that has been defaming this kid's character when they don't even present the actual facts of what happened in this case it blows my mind i've i've seen that people say that he planned it that his mom knew what he was doing that she should be locked up too and and i'm literally sitting here and and again having educated myself on what actually happened and watching this case play out in a court of law I, I, it blows my mind that people are still able to stand behind their words. And, and what I mean by it is your duty as a citizen. If you are on social media, I want you to, to understand what that phrase means. It's social media. It is media. Okay. We're already, and I feel like I'm, I'm on my soapbox and I feel like I probably sound like such a tinfoil hat person, but we're living in a time of yellow journalism. If you do not know what yellow journalism is, please look it up. Um, we're living in a time of yellow journalism. Yes, there is freedom of speech. And that's, you know, number our, in our first amendment, our first, um, our first rights, like freedom of speech. Yes. 100%. However, I always tell people, if you are not willing to dig four levels deep into fact checking, whatever you post on social media, do not post it. And if you do expect to get fact checked by your peers, period. I've held my tongue this entire time over the last two weeks, because I'm just like, I know what's true. I know what I, I know what my truth is. I know what I've listened to. I know what the truth is in the court of law. If you are, um, and I know not everyone has the time I have to educate themselves, but again, if you're not willing to educate yourselves, don't post about it and, and then get mad when people fact check you with the facts and say, oh, you know, you're wrong. And, and I, I'm going on a tangent, so I apologize. But the biggest reason that I haven't said anything about it on social media is purely because I know that there are people who, whose minds I can't change. I know that there are people who probably did watch this case all the way through and their mind still isn't changed because they're so stuck in their pride on believing that he's guilty, that he murdered these people. But I just wish that that so many of you Please, it takes five minutes. Take the five minutes, right side, left side, in the middle, I don't care, to dig four levels deep into checking what you are posting. Because nine times out of 10, I promise you that meme you see or that image you see that's telling you that this, that, and the other thing happened, it's not true. It takes two seconds for someone to make up a story and post it on the internet and it go viral. Yeah. Well, and Taylor, in regard to what you're saying... (laughs) Daisy chain on COVID and the vaccine, yeah. Daisy mm-hmm. chain on politics. I mean, everybody has an opinion about something right now. And I truthfully think that if you don't post your opinion, you're just as guilty for, for not having a side, you mm-hmm. know, and now everybody wants you to pick a side and stand by that side. And sometimes it's hard. Some there, There's no shame in saying I am not educated enough mm-hmm. in this topic to have a meaningful discussion. So, Taylor, in the Rittenhouse case, I'm not educated enough. But I do know what I know. Right. So I'm, I'm not spreading misinformation. I've never posted a single thing ver- like dedicated to this case mm-hmm. other than you know maybe a meme that doesn't necessarily sway one side or the other. It's just funny. Right. But that's because I haven't been watching the case mm-hmm. like you have. And I don't know all the details. What I do know is 
the basics of how a trial works. Yeah. And when I say basics, I mean very basics. My custody case did not end up going to trial, but having retained a lawyer, I now have a little bit of knowledge into what their world looks like Mm -hmm. because otherwise I'm just assuming. And it took a jury of, do you know how many? It was 12. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, please, please correct me if you know. But you have to have a unanimous. Yes, they had to reach a unanimous decision. Which is why it took more than a day. Mm-hmm. You know, what was three days? I four, believe, days. four days. This was day four, yeah. Yeah. So 12 individuals that were hand-selected, so to speak, mm-hmm. were able to come together. And obviously for it to have taken a three to four days was because there were disagreements mm-hmm. behind closed doors. And there were people that were saying, no, I don't believe this was an act of self-defense. I don't believe, you know, this was unintentional. And then there were others that were able to speak their mind. There were new pieces of evidence that came, you know what I mean? And eventually, those individuals that drew it out for a few days were able to see the other side of it and come to a unanimous decision in this individual's fate. And I also also just want to point out here, this was a very politically charged case. So finding the whole thing with jury of your peers, jury of your peers is not supposed to know anything about what's happening. Like they're not supposed to know anything about the case. And that's impossible right now with this case because it has been so politically charged. Right. So not only that, and not only do you have, you know, in the politics, people saying, or in, sorry, in politics, in the media, people literally, I, I watched it happen today. And this is why I'm so angry about it. People literally posting things that are just not true. I literally watched in real time on Twitter, something happened on the, like on the stream and that image get taken and blown out of context, like completely. And people are now reposting and going, yeah, fuck that judge. Like, fuck him. He's obviously a white supremacist too. And it's like completely taken out of context where there's some things that I think the judge shouldn't have said. Yeah, but he said them, and it, it, they were still taken way further than they needed to be, right? Mm-hmm. So, and even the judge is sitting there, like, battling with himself about what to say because he knows that the media, the world is watching right now, right? So, but this is a very politically charged case. You have jurors who are hearing people outside the courtroom, and I know this because it got picked up on the live feed, screaming to lock him up. Mm-hmm. And they still came to the decision that based on the evidence – he was not guilty. And I also want to point out, um, and I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but there was also a juror that was overheard saying the media coverage on this is crazy. And you know, I think you know, that you are not supposed to read, watch, listen to anything involving the case that you are Correct. a part of, right? Yes. So even with that, with the media coverage of him being so insanely biased, and I, I, I'm literally so biased, that they still reached a unanimous decision that he was not guilty mm-hmm. and that it was self-defense. You... To an extent, you have to trust our judicial system. In Alex's case, it did not go to trial. There was no jury. There was nothing. This was based on a judge's judgments. And that's where you can find corruption. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that there was corruption in your case. I'm just saying high-level overview. You don't have to say it. I can. Yeah, there was, <laughs> that's where there's corruption. When you have a jury of your peers, it's, a, it's really hard to get 12 people to to agree on let's just corrupt this case because all of us are white supremacists or whatever it is you think. So again, like you, if you want to have faith in our judicial system, I encourage you and I implore you to watch streams like this, to, to watch the Senate hearings, to watch in real time, not, you know, the fucking cliff notes from a goddamn reporter who may or may not know what they're talking about or who may be reading off a teleprompter, get it from the source because that's as close and as accurate to the truth of what actually occurs that you're going to get. That that's that's my two cents on this whole thing. And it dragged on way longer than I wanted to, but I just I had to say it because <laughs> it's we just we need to be better. Like, no, we, no, we no, no. A hundred percent. And and like I said, if if you don't know enough about the content that you want to potentially support or or have a an opinion on, you do have to dig at least a level or two deep. You know, mm-hmm. you're saying four. Definitely. But if you want to start somewhere so that you can have a meaningful voice on your social media platform, do a little bit of research. Don't mm-hmm. don't just throw on a, a I'm vaccinated, um, you know, template or, or yeah. frame around your picture. Like, d- does that vaccine work for you and your religious beliefs and your health beliefs and, and whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Does 
voting solely based off of Democrat or Republican makes sense in your world and your beliefs? Does mm-hmm. it not matter who the individual behind that is? Or, or is there more to it? You know, you really have to make that deep dive if you want to be a part of any type of change or any type of plateau or stagnation. And for those of you that are parents, because you just said something that, that, that triggered me, for those of you that are parents, remember that in order for our kids to not have to deal with the absolute bullshit that we're dealing with right now, it has to start with us. Like you can't be like, ah, hope Aiden doesn't have to deal with this bullshit, but then neither myself or Cheney do anything about it. So I just think like, keep that in mind that right now the change starts with us. Um, I don't think, you know, not to talk shit about our parents. I don't think our parents really recognized that. No, not, and, and it was a different time. Mm-hmm. I mean, so personally, I grew up extremely Republican because I didn't know better. The face you just made like, was so cute. <laughs> Sorry. Republican. <laughs> well, and, and truthfully, Taylor, like, I don't know what a Democrat or Republican is. I remember uh, a very random story, but I remember trick-or-treating one year as a child, and there was a notorious house where he would ask you, are you a Democrat or Republican? And if you were a Democrat, he gave you candy. If you were a Republican, he gave you a dollar or, or whatever it was, or a quarter. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was just you get rewarded based on where picking you, a side. Yeah. And we were just trick-or-treating a couple weeks ago. Could you imagine trying to ask those children that were out trick-or-treating? Like, no, nobody knows what that is. Nobody has an educated stance, but no. I wanted that quarter. And I knew what my mom was. I knew what my dad was. I knew where their views lied. But I don't know anything about those views. Right. And, and I was never properly educated or informed by a parent. Well, and, and if I'm being honest with you, one of the things – so I'm going to be – like. I thought Republicans were the devil growing yeah. up. And I'm sure there's still people even listening to this podcast who think that, and that's fine. Um, but I thought that, like, I literally, I was raised Democrat. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, they're terrible people. But, like, you didn't talk about politics, right? So when I registered, this is my education failing me, when I registered <laughs> to vote in college, I registered as Republican because I thought that was the right party because Democrat didn't sound right. So mm-hmm. I thought I was, I thought I was, re- registering Democrat when I registered Republican and I was doing right. So obviously like I've educated myself more. And again, I'm just going to say that I, I truly believe that we need to have a third party system like hundred percent because obviously, yes, my views, you know, align more one way than the other. Mm-hmm. However, there are a lot of views from the other side that I also agree with. And I shouldn't have to say, especially right now, because it's so like you're either part of this gang or you're part of this gang. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, you're either part of the blood or the Crips. There's no fucking purple gang. Right. So like it's, there's a Latin Kings out there. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> but like, so, you know, you have to pick a side and I'm like, I don't want to pick a side. Yeah. I just want what's fair. Yeah. And I don't 100%. feel like either side is completely fair. No. Well, and, and here's, here's the difficult nature, you know, I don't think that there will ever be for the masses, maybe for individuals, Mm -hmm. but I don't think there will even, I don't think a third party solves everything. It doesn't. It just gives an entirely new perspective and choice and, you know, abortion, for for example. We're not going to go down this rabbit hole, but it's a very strong yay or nay Mm -hmm. on one side or the other. And that third party would have to potentially have a stance, yay or nay. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you agree with everything in that third party either. It just means that you might agree with most things in your current party, but a a third party might give you more, uh, you know, of those boxes that you're checking off. It might not give you all 10, but it definitely gives you, you know, eight or or something. So yes, hundred percent. But when we still have um, archaic, individuals running our government and judicial system mm-hmm. one who just got a colonoscopy today <laughs> archaic yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um things aren't gonna change so yeah it, it does start with us um all of my overnight lawyers and judges who who had a lot to say today yeah go to law school i i mean yeah if you're this passionate about it I, like go well or or, or do something you mm-hmm. know make make a larger effort for a larger change versus posting on your twitter about you know taking actions into your own hands and now you can just go and um shoot and murder whomever you want because of what i i mean it's it's not that 
it's, you know, and this is just educate, what I'm saying. educate yeah. yourself because that's so, it's just so not even. Well, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you how many individuals I saw today use the phrase, um, take matters into your own hands. And as much as I don't want to hone in on that phrase, wh- what else are you supposed to do when you have a split second decision? Mm-hmm. Even from a police officer perspective, first responders, I understand that there are very crooked individuals in all jobs and regard to to first responders and police, and um, it's a very heavy topic. However, they are making their most educated split second decision, mm-hmm. and they still get and, tried for that. And and they they are supposed to be trained to know what to do in split-second decisions. Mm -hmm. But mind over matter, you know, your reflexes versus what's actually registering. I mean, I can't tell you how many times my brain is thinking faster than my reflex or vice versa. And now you have to suffer those consequences. And if they were harmless, you know, hopefully that comes out. Or if it was self-defense, hopefully that comes to, to fruition. And if it wasn't, hopefully it does as well. I Again, I'm, I don't want to get spiritual, but I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Yep. So if you didn't get your justice, if Kyle Rittenhouse did not um, act in self-defense, I, I think He'll his get what's justice, coming to him. Yes, It'll come. Absolutely. Yes. Just because you skated this situation doesn't mean... That he's going to skate. Like, it's karma. It's basically karma, right? So, and again, like, there's there's a lot of karma to go around. So, I just think, like, you know, if if you're not happy with the outcome, then hold on to that, I guess. If if you need something to happen, then hold on to that. But it is what it is. Again, I employ you guys to research the the law, the panel of lawyers that I watched on YouTube. It's Rakita Law, um, R-E-I, or no, R-E-I. K-I-E-T-A. I'll post it um, on the episode notes as well, but uh, very informative. And again, just educate yourself if you if you feel strongly one side or the other. Um, probably the best two weeks of my time that I've that I've spent <laughs> in, in a long time. So um, but now I just just I just want to leave it at that and, and we can uh, Yeah, this is a really heavy episode. Yeah, and, sorry you guys. Uh, yeah, we we really are sorry, but we needed to get it all out there. It's been six fucking months, guys. Yeah. Like I we apologize but everybody died so everybody the odds of yeah the odds of us falling back off the wagon you know until my other brother dies or slim to none we yeah. got all the bad shit out 2022 is gonna be our year i said that last year <laughs> <laughs> yeah 2022 yeah. yeah i say it every year oh okay i thought you meant you said last year but i mean it this year okay, guys this I mean year it, i mean it. okay this year i'm gonna be a fucking skinny legend yeah and a millionaire diet so if anybody wants to sponsor a the podcast slide into my dms all right so um we have a new segment that we're bringing to you and it's called high thoughts and unfortunately i don't have a sound for it yet but this is what i'm gonna do Bro. And then somebody <coughs> yeah <laughs> um so and okay can i say that you don't remember this yeah, well, so so quick rewind. Okay. <laughs> um, due to my court case, um, you know, there was a couple reasons that I had stopped smoking marijuana. It it's legal, it's recreational at this point. It's not medical for me, but I had stopped because it's not medical. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like, let's uh, let's be real. Well, so at the start of the year, I I did put out a resolution that I wanted to cut back or quit smoking because it was just draining me. I wasn't really feeling the effects of marijuana anymore because it became like a daily thing. Like I think I was still getting high. I just wasn't functioning in the same and I get the munchies really bad. <laughs> so I was eating a lot and it's hard to smoke and diet because why would you want to not eat hot Cheetos when you're high? Right, 100%. So yeah, it, it was a little difficult. Um, and then when my court case took a turn and, and we had that initial court hearing, I immediately started smoking again because I was so stressed out and, and beside myself and just <laughs> thank God I did because I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I have no regrets in doing so. You know, I, I met with an alcohol counselor because of my court case. And she even said, you know, I don't have an alcohol problem, but it does seem like Alex uses marijuana as a crutch here and there. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it's 2021, man. Yeah. Give it the time. Um, 
but but yeah i so <laughs> since then i have been able to smoke when something with that case was stressing me out or when I just needed a moment to relax, um, you know, after Elena's gone to bed or now on those days that I don't have her. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I get violently high. <laughs> like, it's not okay. Taylor well, knows. okay, well, Taylor not knows. like violently, but like you get, yeah, it's, 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 we have some I'm not violent, no. but the, the war in my head goes, <laughs> it gets dark, dark. scary, radical. Yeah. Yeah. So, one instance that we had recently, and she doesn't even remember, which blows my mind, and I was able to write it down, um, was this video, which I will also try to post a clip of and put it in the episode um, post on, uh, the, on the Instagrams. But uh, this segment is going to be called, How Did They Get Here? <laughs> and the reason that I want to talk about this is, um, so Mansell decided to show us this video while we were under the influence, um, just Alex and I, and it's of a man cracking walnuts with his forehead in an attempt to break down a world record or break a world record. And, and so I just, let's, let's dissect this how, one. Do you know how many it was? I hand? don't, I just okay. know it was however many he could in a minute. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's dissect this really quickly because number one, at what point in your life do you realize <laughs> That you are really good at cracking walnuts open with your forehead. No, yeah. 100%. Like, where, what traumatic event happened where you're just walking down the street and you trip and fall and your head busted something open and you're like, holy shit, I have a, I have a calling here. Yeah, I have a superpower. Yeah. Call me Walnut Man. <laughs> da, 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 da. So, and, and again, so you, you, you find this talent, however the fuck you found this talent, and then you go... There's got to be a world record for this, which I feel like anyone does, right? Like, I feel like at anyone, at any point in time when someone finds something, like, crazy about themselves, like, I got it, there's got to be a world record for this. So I understand the transition from, from there to the world record. What I don't understand is how this was already a fucking world record. That means <laughs> that someone else had to have discovered the same talent and said, I'm going to call Guinness and I'm going to set this record. Or, uh -huh. so, so yes, or they recreationally casually read through the Guinness book of world records oh God, and they're like, I worse. can't do that. I can't do that. Ah, walnuts. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I can do that. Wait a minute. So again, now in this video, if you watch this video, you will see that this appears to be in some kind of arena. And now I don't know if Guinness hosts some kind of tournament. I guess I'm going to have to like look into it, but like some kind of like a arena event stadium event where they have all these people pay money to come watch like these game people show. it does it looks yeah. like a game show and they have all these people come to try and break the world records i have no idea but this is a highly budgeted like like very like there was money that went into this of this man cracking walnuts with his forehead on a live stage and so i just want to ask our viewers wrong answers only how did this man <laughs> get here in his life and please send those to us and where are the walnuts coming from in the middle of a supply chain pandemic yeah with what all the, the boats fuck? in the fucking sea and you've got <laughs> enough walnuts to do this shit like i'm <laughs> i'm curious off. if we ever have a food shortage and and we starve we know who to blame yeah the guinness walnut guy. and the walnut guy walnut man how did we get here taylor and how do we get here yeah well some more high thoughts coming at you. Yeah, very <laughs> soon. Episodes. Trust me. Out. We've Don't got you a worry about that. <laughs> Don't you worry about a shortage of uh, a supply shortage in in our high <laughs> thoughts. Um, all right. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my grinds, my gears, and I'm I know everyone is so happy that we have this um this segment back. Taylor's really. I'm happy. very happy. <laughs> Okay, so I know that a lot of people know, and maybe some of our viewers don't, um, unpopular opinion, and if you didn't already unfollow us on Instagram, you will now, um, I despise Taylor Swift for so many reasons, so many reasons, um, but the one I want to touch on today is because she has exploited every single relationship she has ever been in and made money off of it. And you can give her props. Some people are like, oh, yeah, give her props, blah, 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 whatever. But I just want you to put yourself in Taylor Lautner's shoes, in Jake Gyllenhaal's shoes, in Calvin Harris's shoes, which is honestly the real reason. We've talked about this before. 
why th- that was the icing on the cake for me on my my large pie of I fucking hate Taylor Swift was because she cheated on my man Calvin Harris with fucking Loki and I don't I don't even <laughs> see the attraction there so um Calvin Klein model fucking ugly ass villain for Marvel movies so um I want to draw a parallel here John Mayer also has exploited every relationship he's been in John fucking Mayer yeah through <laughs> Through song. And um, there are a lot of women who have cap like have noticed that and gone, that's not okay. Or John Mayer's a misogynist or whatever. And so I just want to draw the parallels here of why isn't Taylor Swift in that same category? Why are we allowing her allowing her to continue to put out music about people who've done her wrong or exes and like literally have her fans bashing these people basically because cancel culture is alive and well right now canceling these people who were in relationships with her fucking years ago and she's still she's like it's okay like i I don't (laughs) personally it just it 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 drives me fucking insane grinds your gears it grinds my gears so i don't i don't know do you have any opinion on i you know i keep seeing the memes and i don't follow celebrities in the same regard, but I feel like Taylor, and, and maybe not to the same extent John Mayer, but mm. I feel like she did have her time a couple years ago when the Calvin Harris and Loki thing happened. Mm-hmm. Because I do remember, again, I, I'm a headline person unless I give a shit, and I do remember seeing the memes and headlines about how she was cheating on him or, or mm-hmm. invested in Loki. And uh, I, I think she got a little bit of backlash for that. She did. I just that don't was know if also it's to the same extent as... John fucking Mayer. I don't know if a lot of people remember the John Mayer thing, though. I do. But I also think, too, like, it was the same time as the Kim Kardashian-Kanye West thing. So she was getting a lot of backlash, and instead of coming out and apologizing, maybe she did, or I didn't fucking see it, but instead of coming out and apologizing, she retreated for a year and hid. And mm-hmm. then has this whole recall. sob story about, I was bullied, and I was, I was, you know, I was, there were so many terrible things said about me and I just, I couldn't deal with it anymore because no one knows the real me. And I'm like, how do you think every single one of the men you've written songs about feels? Because your army is massive. Mm-hmm. This, and this is just my problem is, is the hypocrisy behind the bullshit that flies out of her mouth. So again, like I just, I can't get behind, I can't get behind that. And it's so funny because literally everyone in, in my husband's family loves her. So we get in heated debates about this all the time. And I'm just like, why can't you see? Why can't, why can't you see? Well, and I, I think what t- Taylor and John, can I call them Taylor and John? Yeah, yeah. I think what they do is they're, they're doing what every other song artist does. And they're mm-hmm. writing about a, a heartbreak or, or something that uh, altered their world. But people might write like one or two songs about a true heartbreak that like really got to them mm-hmm. about one or two people. I, I feel Not like seven. she has a portfolio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's where the difference is, is at what point is it just you? Right. Versus the guys that you keep dating. Cause like uh-huh. look inward. Yeah. You know, yeah. like what did you do wrong? The only song about what she did wrong was Taylor Lautner. And that's back Shark to December. Boy. Yeah. They yeah. dated for a minute. And then, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, for example, like, she's got this song out. I don't want to drive this on. I, I, it irritates me that I fucking know this. But so Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Taylor's actually a true fan. No, I'm not. Jensen, Taylor, if you're listening. My, my brother-in-law, Jensen, is a massive fan. And my sister-in-law as well. They're both massive fans. So I hear about this shit. But this video that came out recently, because I guess she just re-released um, one of her albums. And this video that came out recently, um, it's Taylor's version of whatever song this is, I don't even know the song, but it's basically about Jake Gyllenhaal and her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal. And she's 19 at the time. He's our age at the time. So he's like 30, 30, whatever. There, there's a mm-hmm. significant age gap here. So again, we can talk about like the, the weirdness of a 30-year-old dating a 19-year-old and that's fine. However, uh, or sorry, nope, she was 20 because it was her 21st birthday. However, they had a whirlwind romance. Now Jake Gyllenhaal is obviously getting shit from people because he's dating a 20-year-old and he's not 20 he's you know older so he's getting shit from that he's also a guy and i'm not saying that it's okay but apparently i'm 
it sounds like he took her virginity, which how I'm not sure because twenty. Yeah, because she dated. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to slut shame here. But yeah. she dated like five guys before this and wrote songs about them. So the fact that like I'm supposed to believe that this one is the one that took her virginity, like okay. But in any case, mm-hmm. um, she's she's dating this guy, Jaden Dick Gyllenhaal, and I guess like they had some kind of fight or whatever. She was devastated about it. She's talking about in the song about how he just liked the the idea of her innocence, and and once that was taken, he didn't care anymore or whatever. And then he doesn't show up for her 21st birthday. And she's devastated about it. Like they, whatever. And again, fine. What a shit bag. This was also 10 years ago. And now you want to like brief hash this shit. So now Jake Gyllenhaal is getting all this shit. Cause nobody wants to date her anymore. Right. <laughs> getting all this shit from all these fucking people. And he's like, my fucking friend killed himself. Like I literally bet Heath Ledger was his best friend, which I think is ironic oh. because they were in Brokeback Mountain together. Like imagine that relationship. But in any case, my fucking best friend killed himself like my sister's got a better fucking movie career than i do now and now you want to fucking rehash this bullshit about some shit that happened 10 years ago to get me canceled now i've got people fucking sending me hate messages and they hope i die and i'm a terrible human being like i thought we we moved past so again like i just it's 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 so fucking aggravating to me that she has all these people who sing her praises. And I know, I already know there's at least five people who listen to this podcast who are going to slide into my DMs and tear me apart about this. <laughs> and it's okay, because I will always firmly stand behind the fact that I don't get the hype. I've never gotten the hype. I don't get the hype. Her old music was good. The new music's fucking shit. I, I said what I needed to say. Rerecord Love Story. Then I'll fucking pay attention. <laughs> Thank you. That is all. Ah. <laughs> uh. And rant. And rants. If you'd like to be featured on Grind My Gears, all you need to do is simply send me a DM <laughs> about either Taylor Tom Brady or Taylor Swift, and I will gladly um, include you on the program. Thank you so much. All right. Um, now, yeah, just piss me off, and you can be featured. You, too, can be featured and talk shit about on Champagne Tears. Um, all right. What do you have for me today, Alex? All right. I, I want to end this with a, a lighthearted, fun of open-ended discussion and it's funny you made a couple comments um about loki oh no uh, superhero yeah, yeah uh and walmart walnut man i think you called it walmart, walmart. i like walmart better walmart man yeah <laughs> he'd probably be way cooler than walnut man yeah smashing walmarts with his forehead <laughs> how long does it take him to break down this wall with his forehead all right <laughs> it's kind of like how many licks does it take to get to center yeah like, how sturdy is this Walmart? Have you ever set up a GoFundMe? Because we could probably get somebody to try this <laughs> for enough money, Taylor. Okay. Superheroes. So, let me ask. What superhero or villain do you think would make the best therapist? <laughs> and you can't say Harley Quinn, because duh. Oh. Uh, but also, she probably wasn't the best. Maybe uh, The best therapist? I think she was a psychiatrist. I don't know. Can't say Harley Quinn because. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, and so I thought about this for a minute. Well, because you found the question, so you had time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it gets you down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So initially, my mind went to Batman because he's got family trauma and he's lived through some shit. And, you know, I just. Money, money can buy things. Sure. You know, you could be whoever you want with money. Yeah. Superhero, a lawyer, right, Kim? I mean, you, <laughs> you could. <laughs> see, I don't, I don't follow celebrities. I just, I see the memes. Yeah. I know enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I threw Batman out and I was like, eh. He, he doesn't have enough, you know, real life experience to, to R- give me the right. answers I would need to lead me through life. Well, both his parents are dead, so. Yeah, no, he was relatable. Yeah. But I don't think he could help me any more right. than I could help him. Right, he's kind of a mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to answer, I'd say Deadpool. <laughs> he's, he's the therapist I deserve, but not the one I need right now. Yes. I need, I need a real therapist, actually. Yes. Um, I want to say Venom yeah. because Tom Hardy plays Venom, and I really just want to be in a room. Behind closed doors with Tom Hardy, but um, if I have to give a <laughs> she's got her eyes closed <laughs> while she's saying this, and ev- oh god, I'm just imagining. Wow. I wish we had a sex sound. We don't. Um, Didn't Tom Hardy play Bane too, though? Oh fuck! 
God, how do how, how do you did choose? I yeah, which but one? How do you choose? Well, I haven't seen Venom, so I'm gonna go with Bane. Because think of think of, I'm going with Bane, that final answer, because think of how insightful his quotes are. But how could you take his voice serious? But it's scary. Taylor, you're Gotham's <laughs> reckoning. <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden you go home and you're like, fuck, I am reckoning. <laughs> I'm reckoning my life. Yeah. Man. No, I, I have to say I uh I was gonna say or Dr. X. Is it Dr. X? Professor X? Pro- X-Men. Yes. Yeah. Um, so either Professor X, but I... Relatable to your grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Except he has both legs, right? But they're both in wheelchairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, I do my own sound effects in this. Film. It depends on my mood. If I really want like a parental figure, I'm going to go with Professor X. If I, you know, am a little horny, then I'm going to go with Bane. <laughs> it, just, it just depends on the day and the mood. When it's sex therapist. Yeah. My sex therapist would be Bane. And, you know, then my regular therapist would be a Professor X. I would not go to my grandpa for, well, maybe. I was going to say for actual like advice. Like, like life advice. Cause he makes a, a joke therapist. out of everything. So do I. I'd be like, get over it. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Here you are. That's why I picked Deadpool. I'm like, that's way relatable, but he'd probably like sprinkle in some real shit there. Yeah. Where I'm suddenly like, holy shit, like self-reflecting. I'm like, I really do need to fix that about me. Yeah. Change that. Stop making dead parent jokes. If they would stop dying, I could stop making them. Okay. Yeah. Tell them to get it. Well now, I mean, it's fine. It's over now. Until I get a letter that Tony died, you know? <laughs> My Pony. biological dad. Yeah. Oh God, what a guy! There's still can't wait to meet him. Yeah. So Tony, if you're out there, the spot's open again. <laughs> you ever want to come can back? Be her daddy. Oh, Aww, so sweet. All right, friends. Well, thanks for thanks for still being here. Thanks for coming on back um, to the shit show. Yeah. And six months later. Six months later. Thanks for holding out. We can promise you that there will be funny episodes, but we had a lot to get out this one and. Uh, Hope hope you're still here. Hope hope all three of you are still listening. Please don't leave. <laughs> I have abandonment issues. Like so, if you guys could just stay, like, just give me till the next episode. I'll change. I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys. So if you want to share your cringy DMs or dating stories with us, talk to us about dicks, nipples. Send them to us at champagnetearspod at gmail or DM us at champagnetearspod. On Instagram, uh, please follow us, like, subscribe when you listen, and as always, thank you for tuning in to the shit show. We'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Bye. Can I call you that? <laughs> friends. No. Bye. <laughs>